This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Inked and Geeked. Come on out and see us. You can party with the Inked and Geek girls at the official after parties. Also, there's going to be four days of nonstop tattooing, art, and cosplay. Over $500 in cash prizes and awards for cosplay contests. Also, Geek Goddesses, Burlesque Show with special guests and host Gothic Sushi will be there. Miss Comics and Miss Tattoo Fest Beauty Pageant on Sunday. Also, there'll be tattoo contests and awards. Celebrity horror film guests like Tony Mora, Jay LaRose, John Dugan, Robert Lasardo appearing in films such as Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Human Centipede 3, and Saw. And artists from hit TV shows like Sci-Fi's Face Off and Ink Masters. And the pro wrestler Golden Links himself, Lince Dorado from the WWE. Also, the be comic and tattoo vendors and photo ops with guests and more. Also appearing Geeked and Ink Girls, Brie Bangarang, Brianna Blackfire, Bailey Bay Cosplay, Daisy Chang Cosplay, Emily Ostrom, Ivy Cosplay, Little Ludus, Murder Doll Ivy, Rage Cosplay, Siren Croft Cosplay, Sushi Yvette, and your host, Gothic Sushi herself, Maria Saber. And that's all going down March 16th through the 19th, 2017 at the Bradington Area Convention Center. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent ya. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And let's do so on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. We're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And we want to talk about our main sponsors, our amazing friends. At Grove Roots Brewing, Brewing man. Yep. The, the show wouldn't run without the fuel, yep. which is the Grove Roots. You can find them at groveroots.com and facebook.com forward slash groveroots.brewing. Also, right around the corner, they're having a 5K race. It's called Light Up the Night, and it's going on downtown Winterhaven. And the end of it, it's going to be March 3rd, is going to, the finish of the race is going to be at Grove Roots Brewing. So you want to go and check that out. Also, they've got the bands and the food trucks. Um, the Imperial IPA is coming out really, really soon. It's going to be a small batch. Keep your eyes peeled because I yeah. think they're only limited doing. Limited edition run. Limited edition run. They're only doing like two kegs, so you want to check that out. Also, uh, tonight on tap, we've got the Rind and Shine Belgium Wit with Tangerine at a 5.4% alcohol by volume. And also, one of our personal favorites, the Squeeze Dimitri Grapefruit Pale Ale, which is 5.2% alcohol by volume. And the one we're sipping on right now, the Sinker Cypress Porter American Porter, which is 6.0%, which is one of their newer beers, and yep. it's our first time trying it. We love it. It's yep. a good, hearty stout. Yep. It's a great. It's a uh, darker beer. It's a darker beer. It's good for now that it's getting a little bit colder. Yeah. Um, don't forget they've got their seven dollar flights uh, where you get four uh, five ounce samples, which is always a good time. And Johnny, I want to tell you about this because I know you're excited about it. Um, they've got a cow named Moo handcrafted ice cream sandwiches. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They got the Fat Elvis, which is a fresh banana ice cream with Canadian bacon and a peanut butter cookie. They got Sailor's Chocolate, which is dark chocolate whiskey ice cream on sea salt, double dark chocolate. They got the Two Brews Coffee Stout Ice Cream with their own 6 a.m. pickers, uh, which love we that. love. Love that uh, one. Great beer. And Patriot Roasters Coffee on a chocolate cookie. And then they got the Strawberry Buttermilk, which is roasted strawberry buttermilk ice cream on a soft shortbread cookie. All those sandwiches are $6. They've got them in, in the store, in the brewery, all the time. You want to see them. Um, and then also, um, 
just go check them out. We love them yep. at uh, GroveRoots.com, Facebook.com, forward slash GroveRoots. You know what else you're looking forward to is Inked and Geeked, which will be so March fun. 16th to the 19th at the Bradenton Area Convention Center. And uh, we have one of the special cosplay guests. She's actually a seamstress. She She's done for over a decade, uh, according to her Facebook page. So she's been she's been doing this for a long time. Welcome, Harley's Love Shack, to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello. Hi. Um, it's so cool because like what, one of the things that we love to do is uplift cosplayers because we're really big into that community. We're a big proponent of it. And some of the things we find out is sometimes people, when they're like they have their fans of their cosplays, they were like, hey. I don't really know this person. So it's kind of gives you a platform to kind of talk about, you know, yourself and talk about how you got into the, to the craft and like, you know, what are your favorite cosplays, et cetera, stuff like that. And also just like, what are you into? Cause we also like to get to know the person a little bit more. Like if you're into comic books, if you're into movies, if you're into video games, if you're, you know, whatever your hobbies are as well. Cause the, we had some people say before, like when we were interviewing cosplayers, like, People said, hey, this is the first time I ever even heard them talk before. So you kind of get to know more about that person, and it's a kind of a cool one-on-one fly-on-the-wall experience. So uh, I want to ask you, because uh, you, uh, according to your Facebook page, you've been, you've been doing this for over 10 years uh, in some form or fashion. Like, how did you kind of get into it? I honestly didn't. I was trying to find out where to find, oh, like cosplaying and stuff like that. Because I'm a big Halloween fan. I'm a, like the goth girl and like that typical thing so trying to find like other ways of wearing costumes I found out hey look there's conventions and I'm like where (laughs) so it went off from there and then like Harley Quinn was really one of my favorite characters because like I used to watch it with my dad and like my dad was a big influence with comic books wrestling video games all that stuff that's so. awesome parenting done right right yes there. yes big props <laughs> to your dad <laughs> i'll let him know that you guys think so yep uh what was do you remember one of your first conventions my first commission convention like that you went to oh convention um i want to say it was supercon okay yeah supercon that's a good one yeah like Right when it was first starting, like, it was very small and stuff like that. It was, like, it's pretty much how I got all my friends. <laughs> well, that's what's so cool about the, the cosplay community is, like, you, uh, especially when you run into people that are cosplaying or costuming something that you like, it's you become instant best friends, which is so cool because you're like, oh, my God, I love <laughs> yeah. that. That's so amazing. And then especially if you're seeing other uh, people that do the, your craft, you're like, hey, you kind of learn tips and tricks and stuff like that. You trade secrets a little bit, which is kind of neat. Now, did you start off uh, at Supercon uh, as a guest or as a cosplayer? Um, I wasn't really a cosplay guest at all. Like, I was just attending the conventions as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I started doing it at 16. Like, I was going to cons all over the place. And then later on, when I got older, they asked for Supergirls. And that's how much, like, starting with that, it kind of helped doing the cosplay guest stuff. That's awesome. So, like, when did you start doing Harley Quinn? Oui. Um, I don't know, because it was one of my first costumes, so probably at 16. Okay. So, like, at, now that character has gone through a lot of changes and iterations. Like, which, which do you have a favorite Harley Quinn? Do you like the one from the animated series? Do you like the stuff from the comics? Do you like the Suicide Squad? Is there, a fair, like, a, a certain version that you like of Harley Quinn? Uh, I really care for the classic one, not so much of the the newer stuff. Like Margot Robbie was very actually really good as Harley. I thought she was too. Yeah. Not a fan of the outfit, but certain stuff like the T-shirt, monster, Daddy's Little Monster. I really liked it. Uh, Property of Joker on the jacket, the pudding necklace. You know, old school elements to stuff that they used to have together. You know, similar stuff. Yeah, that that it's cool though, just to make to have uh, Harley Quinn like popular for like the mainstream audience because. It's yeah. like uh, it kind of put her back on the map again because it's always been yeah, like, exactly. yeah, it's always been like Batman and Joker. We all know these characters, but people going to the movies for the first time probably don't didn't know much about her. Just maybe what she looked like. But now they kind of have an idea. All right. Well, this is this is some crazy zany like, but she's passionate about what she you know, she's passionate about the Joker and she's really, you know, out there. And like you kind of get to see a different side of her with Suicide Squad, which uh I thought was pretty good, actually. No, I love Suicide Squad. What were your thoughts? Did you like it? Uh, um, <laughs> Not so much. It was all right. 
It was all right. It was a fun movie to watch. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it was good. Yeah. What are some of your favorite uh, comic book films? Comic book villains? Um, I'm really into like the Batman villains, just because psychology wise, it's uh, it. I'm into the psychology stuff, so mm-hmm. <laughs> awkward. It's a little similar to Harley Quinn, but each one has a different um psyche or like um mental illness. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, like. With Riddler, he's an attention whore, so yeah. he wants attention from Batman, and Batman just doesn't really care. Right. Or the Joker has like this crazy, like wanting to break Batman, you know, different stuff like that. I do like Marvel as well. Um, I'm a fan of Loki. Oh. Unfortunately, he's he's a cool character for sure. Yeah, it, well, it's interesting too because like when you we talk about Batman villains, I like the Batman villains because. Sure, they're kind of a little bit out there, but they're not too far removed from reality. If you think about it, exactly. Like, some of the things, like like you look at Calendar Man, like I could see that actually being a real villain. Like <laughs> someone basing, you know, things on holidays. Like that's the guy is a little psychotic. And then and then I don't know about like Scarface, but there's probably some people out there with like dummies that are kind of weird and stuff. Yeah. You know, that have like schizophrenia and whatnot. But like they feel yeah. the Batman universe feels like it's out they there. They feel grounded. They feel grounded so, though. Kind of, if that but, makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're more realistic. The fact that you can actually um, read them, like if they were a disorder, is pretty amazing. Yeah, and th- and also that uh, dynamic that uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn have. I mean, that, that I mean that's spawned thousands and thousands of pages in comic book form. And obviously, you know, the DC has done a really good job of uh, doing their animated features. I don't know if you've seen any of their animated features or not, but like they started off with the you know Batman the animated series, which. You know, that's where it kind of really started, like the big DC, you know, animation craze, because those, you know, um, uh, Bruce, Bruce, Tim and Paul Denny, you know, they're the ones that created the Clayface. They're the ones that created uh, Harley Harley Quinn. They created that character like those are original characters. And so, like, that's such an influential show. Like it spawned all these amazing characters and all these amazing stories and and whatnot. And so, like, it's really cool to see where DC has taken off. You know, obviously, there's the the television shows seem to be a little bit more popular than the movies. Oh, yeah. uh, have you seen any oh, of yeah. the uh, the CW um, DC television shows? Supergirl uh, or I, I heard um, a lot of negative feedback from Supergirl, and that's that's kind of sad because like my dad's a big Superman fan, so I kind of like Supergirl, you know, in a, in respects to him. I haven't seen it. I tried to get into Arrow, but he feels too much like Batman for me. And it's like, all right, just make a Batman show then. I can that's exactly what they did. They were like, look, <laughs> we don't have the rights to Batman, but we'll give you Green Arrow. So they basically made a Batman show with Green Arrow because that's what they had. Which, w- once it got past like the first season or two, it definitely felt more Green Arrow-ish. But that first two seasons, you're right. It felt like Batman light. So I could see that, but... I don't know where you're getting your information from on Supergirl because it's horse hockey. Because I'll tell you what, that show is straight up a maze balls. Like that, I love Supergirl. I will sing Melissa Benoit's praises all as high as I can. And what I love is that the whole show is based around tolerance because you know she's an alien from another world, and now especially in season two, there's all these aliens running around, and like people are like. We don't like aliens. They're from another planet. We don't, you know, we don't want them here. We want to deport them, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's really a lot on tolerance. And what I really, really like is her sister, Kara Danvers, is now in this lesbian relationship. But what I really love is they treat it just like it was any other relationship. Like nobody bats an eye. Nobody's like, oh my god, they're gay. Like they're just <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, those two are dating. That's so cool. like, That's cool. you know, we call that Tuesday. You know, like they just act like it's totally normal, and I'm like, that's what we need more of on TV. It's just more, yeah, yeah, more More love, man. More, well, more stuff that's based on what the actual viewing audience. Because I mean, we're the the Americans, like we're so diverse now. You know what I mean? We're all different colors, walks of life, at different genders. I mean, we're all over the spectrum, which is really neat, and that's what your viewing audience is. So it's kind of nice to have a show that's kind of like. Putting a, a microscope on that and being yeah. like, "Hey, this is how we really are," you know. And this we're all just like a, a multitude of colors yep. and different facets. Yep. gay, straight, whatever. That's awesome. Like, though. and they just like everything is all encompassing and just everybody loves each other. And yep. like, it, it's funny. Like they had, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was last week. Like 
uh, Kara like came to the, the they've got this alien bar which I love which is the bar with no name which is famous in comics and uh, they, <laughs> they they go in and she finally introduces to like the whole team her girlfriend and everybody's like okay can I get you a beer like nobody bats an eye it's like that's cool oh my god that's like, cool yeah, that's cool. yeah. so. That's John awesome. Jones is my favorite because he didn't flinch, and she's like, "Did you know?" He's like, "I'm telepathic." Of course, I knew. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "All right, Martian Manhunter, yeah. you and your telepathy." He's yeah. like, "It's not my secret to tell." So, yeah. uh, have you seen any of the Netflix uh, Marvel series, like Daredevil and yeah, Jessica yeah. Jones? Yeah, I need to catch up with Daredevil. Um, I was watching a little bit of Luke Cage, and I got, I really actually like that one. Yeah, that's um, a really good show. Um, and I like. Have you seen Jessica Jones yet? No, but everybody's telling me I need to watch it, but I don't like something is not. I don't know. It's I'm a little slow. It, like, like the first, you have to get past the first like three episodes, and once you get past that, then you're like, all right, this 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 really gets you. Cause all right, I'll try on that then. Well, because we were kind of talking, you know, earlier uh, in the day about like how how awesome it is a time to be, you know, a female because like it's the empowering figures, you know, that they have out there. You have the Supergirls, you have the the Ray from Star Wars, you have the Jane Erso. So you have like all these awesome characters there that are strong and independent, independent female women. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is great because, like, I feel like growing up, like, when we were growing up, we didn't really have a lot of females that we could look up to that, you know, were really that strong. And, like, you know, you had you had Linda Carter, the Wonder Woman, which is great, but you didn't have a lot, really. But now it's like you, you have all these amazing, strong characters that you can follow, and, and, and I feel like it's great, you know, for men and women to look up to, you know. It's, it's just a really great time, you know, to be alive and to be a fan of comic books. Sorry, I'm babysitting, so I'm trying to tell him to go back into the room. Oh, no, it's okay. No worries. <laughs> uh, I actually have two kids of my own, so um, my son's seven and my daughter's four, so uh, I definitely understand the kids' department. So, uh, I just but, don't want them to make loud noises at the current moment. <laughs> no, that's okay. We can always edit it out. No worries. Um, but you're going to be at Inked and Geeked. Um, that's going to be an awesome event. How did you uh, get um, get involved with Inked and Geeked? Um, I know an awesome person named Gothic Sushi, so. She's awesome. She, yes, she loves me, so she's like, oh, you should come here, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> Whatever gonna, I got to do. Yeah, it's going to be a really cool event. There's going to be a lot of amazing artists there and tattoo artists and vendors and, <laughs> and amazing cosplayers like yourself. Uh, do you prefer the term cosplayer or costumer? Because I see on your page you have, like, seamstress, like, you have different, there's different words for it. I'm have, okay with whatever, honestly. Yeah. So how long you've been sewing for over a decade? Is that what it says on on your Facebook page? Yeah, I like I said, I started when I was sixteen, and now I'm twenty five. So it's been a while. Do you I do mean, hand hand sewing, or do you use like a machine? At first, I started hand sewing. Let me tell you, that was a fucking bitch and a half to be doing with anything. Yeah. So now I have a machine. I've had a machine for a while, but trust me, a machine is so much better than just doing it by hand. Well, and also the speed too. Like you could. Probably get stuff done in half the time as you would in hand sewing. Yeah, like my first Harley Quinn suit, it wasn't stretchy at all. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. And I hand stitched everything. Everything would always like pop in different places. My butt would be showing in one spot. And then finally I got spandex and used the machine. Oh my God. <laughs> that made everything so much better. That's awesome. So like, uh, how do people find you on the internet if they, if they want to um, follow you? Um, just mainly Facebook and That's Harley's have- Love Shack, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So go on there. Um and uh you are on on Instagram as well, you said? Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing, Harley's Love Shack. Awesome. Uh, how'd you get the name? It's just cuz you're such a fan of Harley Quinn. Um The name Okay, the name was actually meant for the page. And Everybody just started calling me Harley's Love Shack, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's not my name, but all right, well, we'll just go with that then. Okay, that's cool. Well, you took something and just it, it kind of just uh, evolved over time. That's kind of neat. How, how your your Facebook page kind of yeah, turned. Yeah, it just it just ended up happening. So that's awesome. <laughs> what do you? Like, oh, you're cosplay guys, Harley's Love Shack. I'm like, I'm not Harley's Love Shack. It's just my page name, but okay. Okay, <laughs> I'll go with it. What are you looking the, forward to the most at Inked and Geeked? Um, well, seeing a lot of my friends is one of the things. And I honestly don't have a tattoo, so I'll probably be getting a tattoo that mm. weekend. 
That's awesome. All right, you want to tell them what uh, our third member um, is going to be doing? Yeah, so our good friend uh, and third member, uh, Johnny's wife, uh, Brandy, uh, is going to be getting a tattoo from Maria Saber, a.k.a. Gothic Sushi's uh, tattoo shop, Buster Cherry Tattoo, and now you had to make me flub. Hang on one second. <laughs> I just want to make sure I get the name right because now that they're a sponsor. So she is going to get a, uh, I got it right, Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique is yeah. actually going to do her tattoo, and she's going to get a tattoo live on, at the show. Now she, and oh, also, wow. Yeah, and also, hopefully, knock on wood, we'll be able to do it live on air because we want to try and, like, podcast her getting the tattoo. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Let's not get weird with it. Like she's got several <laughs> tattoos, so it's yeah, not like she already it's her has. First. She already so, has a few tattoos already. Yeah. So I think it'd be her like her third tattoo or fourth. Do you have no, a tattoo, Johnny? No, I need to get one. I I, to- I tell everyone every year. It's like I'm going to get a tattoo. I already know what I want. I, I I'm a huge fan of the the Twilight Zone, the original television show. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I'm like, I already know what I want. I want like something. Like like a spiral in space and like infinity or whatever. Like I, I just want something in, you know that represents a show, and I want to get it. I want to start off with my like my left arm and do like a half sleeve, and then go on the and then on the other God, side. Did, no, that's not start off small with a half sleeve. <laughs> it's like let let me get a little tattoo here of this little character. It's like no, I want to get a half sleeve. Well, so. I, I, it'll eventually be a half sleeve, but like I want to start off and get like something Twilight Zone because it's always like when you know a tattoo is kind of like a. You can get tattoos for different reasons. Sometimes you can get tattoos just for fun. Sometimes, but a lot, a lot of times, when I talk to people, tattoos are more like an expression of yourself, like of something that you love. No, your pa- of course it is. Yeah, you know, expression of like yourself, your passions, and so like the Twilight Zone's my favorite show of all time. I love that show. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm never not going to like this show. So I might as well get a tattoo of it. And it's also a, tattoos are awesome talking pieces. So whenever you see it, you're like, sometimes people are always like, what's that? What does this represent? And you can always have a conversation with random people and it's kind of neat you know uh and uh so it's really cool that maria is going to be able to help out uh brandy with that because that a that'll be interesting uh uh, content for a podcast having someone being podcast you know on air getting a tattoo tattoo i thought would be interesting just for nothing else in the mere fact that we've never i don't don't know in the podcast world that i can think of anybody getting a uh tattoo live on a podcast i'm sure somebody like rule 52 somebody somewhere has done it already (laughs) right right um but yeah i figured let's do it you know it'll be awesome so we're gonna take a small break and we'll be right back uh happy hour johnny and deuce and harley's love shack this episode of the happy hour with johnny and deuce is brought to you by buster cherry tattoo and boutique award-winning artist pinup and pop culture specialist Tattoo and piercing, permanent and temporary makeup, hottest styles of vintage clothing, and much, much more. Find them in Bradenton, Florida, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Buster Cherry Tattoo. At 606 Manatee Avenue, Bradenton, Florida, 34205. And what's their number, Deuce? Give them a call at 941-725-4045. That's Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique. And don't forget to tell them that the... Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what what do listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And uh, who, who do we have uh, that we want to talk about today? We want to talk about Grove Roots Brewing. You can find it at facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and groveroots.com. Also, don't forget to see our buddy, Agent Productions, who's going to be at 
inked and geeked. Uh, he's perfect for parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, and keep an eye out for their upcoming film, The Corridor. And you can check them out at facebook.com forward slash agit, A-G-I-A-T-T, productions, LLC. And also, don't forget about our boy, Michael Carey, and that's spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Carey, C-A-R-E-Y, A-R-T, dot com, and facebook.com forward slash Michael Carey Art. Michael Carey dot art, excuse me, and check out his amazing art and prints. Also, guys, he does amazing commissions. He's working on one for me right now. Uh, it's really, really good stuff. You're going to want to check it out. And don't forget to tell all of our amazing sponsors that Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Yep, and of course, we are joined by the amazingly talented Harley's Love Shack. She's going to be at Ainton Geek March 16th through the 19th in the Bradenton Area Convention Center. And before the before the break, we were talking about uh, just different cosplaying and, and tattoos and all that stuff. And if you were to get a tattoo, say, you, I don't know if you planned it yet, what would you get? What are some things that you'd like to get tattooed of? Um, one of the main ones was like a, like a thing for my mom. So I wanted to get the classic heart tattoo with mom on it with a banner. But I wanted to change it up to being um, with the Sailor Moon compact, but the heart-shaped one. Oh, you big fan of the Sailor Moon show? Yeah, sorry. No, it's <laughs> cool. It's it. Uh, it's you know. Um, I was gonna ask you about if you're a fan of anime at all. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm, I like the classic stuff though, like uh, Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, uh, Trigun, stuff like that. That's um, awesome. Some new stuff like Kill a Kill is um pretty decent as well. It's hard for me to like anime. <laughs> it's easier for me to like a comic book than anime. So I saw you. You uh, did I see correctly that you you dressed up as the tenth Doctor? Is that correct? Yes, I did. So are you a fan of uh, Doctor Who? Oh, I'm gonna get so much hate. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Everyone like I always ask people because like Doctor Who has like been the biggest, probably like the biggest thing since 2005. Like the last 12 years, people have been talking about it, and it's like it's got a huge fandom. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. that like it. So. Uh, and then, um, you, you've ever done any, I want to ask you if you've ever done any, uh, Disney princesses before. Uh, Rapunzel. Oh, that's awesome. That. Tangled's uh, amazing. That's a great film. It's, it's one of my favorites just cause like it hit home, like always being sheltered life, stuff like that. The artists kind of the little pets, the weird pets. <laughs> yeah. Tangled's uh, really I've great. Done, I've done Tinkerbell as well. Oh, that's um, awesome. I think that's pretty much it for oh Alice in Wonderland as well the acid trip. <laughs> yeah, that's a that one's a crazy <laughs> film if you think about it. Like it's all the all the nuances going on in that and that especially the the if you've seen like the the cartoon movie like it's it's it, it does the drugs for you. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it's it's interesting too to see because like, like when you think of cosplay like there's so many different spectrums. I mean, there's people that love anime, there's people that love video games, people that. Um, you know, they they love different things, and it's cool to kind of see everyone's versions, everyone's take on things. Um, and I saw that you did uh, Rogue one time from like the the animated television show. Was that is that correct? X Men. Yeah, X Men. Um, that one was really a classic one. Like, um, I can't remember which issue she started wearing that outfit, but I really want to do the the '90s cartoon one, like yeah. with the poofy hair and stuff. But I haven't gotten around to making it yet. But that's her and Gambit are like one of my favorites. Like X Men was one of the another big thing with me and my dad because it was just so many different characters from all like different places and stuff. That's awesome. Your dad sounds like a really big supporter of yours, and <laughs> like you bring him up a lot, and it's awesome to have a good support system. I want to buy your dad a beer. Like, yeah, he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> that's awesome. My dad doesn't drink anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I'll buy him a root beer then. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, he seems like a good guy, and he sounds like he did like parenting done right. Like he was like, "Hey, I like this thing. How about you check it out with me?" And the thing happened to be nerdy because in a lot of people's lives, that's not the case. Like their mom and dad might be up into something, and it might be like sports, or it might be something you know that that's not really their bag. But when you have a parent that's like into sci-fi and into comics and into this kind of nerdy stuff with you, it's cool because. 
you know, for a lot of us, it's an uphill battle with our parents because, you know, yeah. it's like we like this really cool nerdy stuff and they're like, oh, man, that's for nerds. You need to watch NASCAR or, <laughs> you know, like, you know, they want you to or you need to watch the foosball. Yeah. You know, they want you to be into sports or something else, but to have a really loving, supporting family, which you do, that loves what you do and supports what you do and then also kind of brought you up in this kind of like, hey, watch this show with me. What are we watching? X-Men because it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you have an awesome support system. And, and unless there's anything with our with us and our podcast, I mean, we, will be, we wouldn't be able to do this without our support systems as well and my wife. And, like, it's just awesome to have the, the people there that support you, that, that love what you do, and, and they, you know, make you feel the best because, like, that just gives you the extra, the extra kick you know to you know get through your day and especially if you're in a long convention if you're there if you're there all day long you know it's uh you know it's always good to be like hey if i, need, if I have a moment i need to call somebody you know to, if i'm feeling down or whatever it's always nice to have someone there you know that's there to support you and to, to help you out yeah i mean like my mom like from my mom's side she wanted me to be the princess but i kind of wanted to be the tomboy and she kind of she, after a couple of years, she'd just be like, all right, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm done trying to put makeup on you. I'm done trying to make you look pretty. Go play in the mud. And, like, she's also a big Star Wars fan. So, like, I did Darth Maul, and she uh, she really loved it. So she, like, geeked out to it because it's really funny. She speaks broken English, and she's like, oh, you look amazing. You look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, did you, uh, have you seen the, the latest Star Wars films? Rogue One, I haven't seen yet, but I've seen the other one. I think you'd probably be an awesome Jane Erso. Jane Erso is really, really cool. Uh, She's a bamf. She is a really uh, badass character. She's really awesome. She's very strong, very independent, um, but she can also, you know, like control the room, which is really cool. Uh, but you should definitely see Rogue <laughs> One. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, no, it's on my list. Yeah, it's a really good. So, did you uh, did you like The Force Awakens? Because uh, there was a very strong character in there called Rey. Yes, I did like Force Awakens. Ray was was interesting actually. I really liked uh, BB-8 and yeah. and Kylo. Those little tantrums. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Um, there's a, there's a, that's a, it's cool to see Star Wars in a different light now because you know I always ask people, are you more of a Star Trek fan or more of a Star Wars fan? And it sounds like you're more of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah, because it's different. Because like Deuce and I, we talk about it all the time, and like. It's like with Star Trek, it's more, you know, it's fleshed out more. It's more about like the we the got more time, more time because yeah. it's a television show. They, they do have movies, but mainly it's based on like the television show, and and it's all about like kind of like the the characters and what's going on with them and like their struggles. And Star Wars is more about the bigger picture. It's more about the whole world that's happening at one yeah. time. Yeah, I I honestly didn't know that there was like so much lore to it. And my boyfriend knows so much about Star Wars. Like he, I call him the encyclopedia of Star Wars. So he's telling me how lightsabers are made, how many different colors there are, where you can find the crystals. And I'm just like, oh, okay, there's more to this than I thought. All right. And each like background character actually has their own story, which I didn't even know either. So it's like, oh, who's this random guy? It's like, oh, well, he does this and this. It's like, oh, he's a lot more important than he is in the book than the movie. Yeah, there's a, definitely a huge uh, fan base, a huge lore, like you said, uh, you know, for Star Wars uh, and for any sort of fandom. Because, like, my wife is a huge, huge Supernatural fan. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, Supernatural. Yeah, that one I'm watching as well, but I kind of stopped, like, um, I think it's the second season. I need to get back into that one as well. And there's too many shows. It's there the is. There's a lot of shows. Yeah, I mean, you, your, TV, your TV, TiVo box is full Oh, all the my time. God, man, that shit smokes on the regular basis. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> here's the thing, like, just to be real, like, uh, mostly what I watch, besides wrestling, is um, the CW shows, like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and then I watch um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then the new one that I've just got, like, just this straight-up boner for is Legion, which Legion. is on FX. Oh, my God. Like, you want to oh, see... Oh, see that one. Oh, my God. You want to see a trippy-ass show? Watch that. Like, you don't even need to do <laughs> drugs. Just watch that show. It does the drugs for you. Like, it, it's so, so good. And I like it because now, you know, Marvel and Fox are kind of getting in the TV business, and I'm really excited because they just announced today... Uh, the new character for the, the Fox is going to do an X-Men show next year, and it's oh. going to be a weekly X-Men show. That's awesome. Now, I don't know if they're going to uh, call it X-Men or what, but um, 
And they also haven't said if it's going to connect to the movie universes or not. So that part I'm I'm interested in seeing. But like, uh, oh goodness, I want to say her name's J- Jamie Chung, but I'm I'm probably butchering it. But she's on a Once Upon a Time, and she's going to play Blink. Oh, uh, and that yep. was like the new thing. And I like I was like awesome because the thing is, is pretty much the guys that made it said, look, bro. We're not going to have the A and B list X-Men. We're going to have the C, D, (laughs) maybe F list (laughs) X-Men. So I was like, Blink is one of those good, like, peripheral characters. Because I love the Exiles. That was a great book that they did with with her. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool. So you're going to have these, like, peripheral characters. And that's a good one that's got a good story. It does, yeah. Um, You know, and being a weekly show on Fox is going to get a good budget. So I was excited about that. But, like, I mean, it, mostly my DVR box is full of that. Now then you get the random shows like the Doctor Who's and the Black Sails and the, you know, stuff, um, Outlander. You know, you get some of the, the, the more, you know, pay channel stuff right. on there. But, like, dude, literally it's five, no, six hours now with Legion. I've got six hours of superhero shows I watch a week. Wow. So <laughs> that's I mean, a lot. When, when you break it down like that, you're like, holy shit. Like, that's a lot of time every week you're putting into because you got yeah. four – You've got Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Marvel's Agents, Shield, and now Legion. That's six. That's a lot. Comic yeah. book shows, and that, and that's not even counting yeah. the wrestling and everything else. So yeah. yeah, my my DVR is always smoking. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I want to ask you because you said you like video games. Like, what are some of your favorite games? Uh, I'm really liking Witcher. I really like Witcher. Um, I'm a big Mass Effect fan. Oh like yeah. The third game. The third game really let me down towards the end, so I was just like, why? I cried so hard so many times in that game. Memorized so much lore, so much species of different stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, you only get three useless choices that are basically all the same. It's like, why? Yeah. After all the feels, after all the heartbreak, all the like murders of my friends, watching them die. I get this shitty ending. Yeah, the ending is just, yeah, the ending isn't that good. Um, but like, are you excited about the new uh, Mass Effect Andromeda coming out? Yes. It oh, looks oh really God. good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really questioning if they. I haven't really read too many of the articles for them, but I wonder if it's gonna like tie in a little bit with the older games. But I'm not sure. I heard you don't have to play the other games. Like, there's enough like backstory in the new game. They'll they talk about it a little bit. But this is like a whole new universe, a whole new galaxy, literally the, yeah. the Andromeda galaxy. So like, you're in a whole other area. Uh, so I they might do a little bit of snippets callbacks to the other games but i think it's gonna be a brand new adventure brand new captain brand new team and all that stuff as well but it looks good i love the mass effect series it's one of my favorite series it's so awesome i mean i love the choices it was one of the first times i ever played a a trilogy of games where i felt like my choices mattered and like you were like oh my gosh this person dies in game one they're not coming back they're done they're gone you know uh and they talk about it like oh yeah remember when you let Aiden die and I'm like what you know and, and like it makes you feel emotions and like I remember like and uh, I was followed by you dick yeah yeah and, <laughs> and I like how you could play the game as like a paragon or a renegade or a little bit in the middle like and then yeah. your decisions kind of influence like you know who you kept as your team and as your party like you could piss people off and then they won't join you and they won't go on missions with you and and it's just fascinating to see the worlds and the it, it felt very like a mixture of Star Wars and Star Trek, if that makes sense, because you get you got the, yeah. the the characters and the species and the aliens, but you also got the very intimate, like, hey, this is what these people are going through, the struggles they're going through, the Krogan are almost wiped out, you know, by the genophage yeah. and all this stuff. So you have like this awesome story that you're just like, man, I want to know what happens next, you know. So uh, I, I love that. I love like how it just um anything that happens from the first game also affects the first the other two games. Mm-hmm. So like. I would literally play the whole game just to the third game, and it's like, oh, you should have done this, and not this person would have been alive. And it's like, no! So I go back to replaying all the games just to make sure I get a good outcome. Oh, but wow. In the end, you know, you get the shitty three endings, and it doesn't even matter. Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully, uh, with the new game, you know, uh, I think it'll, it'll turn some people on that haven't played the series before because with the Xbox, uh, it's backwards compatible, the Xbox 360. So if you have an Xbox One, you're able to play the games as well. I think it's on EA Access yeah, as well. Yeah, EA Access gives which you is, 1, 2, and 3. Which so, is awesome. Because uh, I've downloaded them and I've, I've – 
My problem is my time is so short, and there's so many new games coming out. Like, it just got Halo Wars 2, uh, Event Horizon Uh, Zero Dawn. um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's coming out, like, next week, which looks awesome. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that. It looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, how do you not like a game where you get to fight robot dinosaurs? I it mean, looks awesome. GTFO, <laughs> if you ain't down with that. Like, yeah. just get the fuck out. So, and then on top of that, like a week later for me is Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've got a busy gaming schedule. So Yeah, yeah like um, one of my friends let me use uh, The Last Guardian. I haven't really played it all the way completely, but I do enjoy games that are really very artistic like that. And it's just the whole time this, uh, I don't know what you want to, Chirico, Chirico or something. The the animal itself, it's freaking adorable. All it does is remind me of my cats and dogs. And it's well, you have a cat right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You, I did. You can see her right now. Her name is Chi. Um, she's from the. She's we, so cute. Yeah, it's short for Chibi, which is small in Japanese. Uh, and she's really tiny, but she's kind of fat, but she's short. Like she's. Let's say there's nothing Chibi about that fucking cat. Yeah, she's like, just... as big as fuck. <laughs> but we got her. We we named her after uh the the anime uh called Chobits. Is that the main character? Is, oh, nice! Yeah, the name main character is called Chi, and we have another cat uh, named Freya, which is uh, Chi's sister in Chobits. So it's uh, you know we kind of kept the the Japanese anime there because my wife and I are a huge fan of like the the Asian culture. Like we have swords and fans and all kinds well, your of. Your wife's got multiple Asian uh, tattoos. The, yeah, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know what you call the kanji. That. The kanji. Yeah, which is really really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, I saw. Did I see correctly? You did, uh, like an anime, like like maids uh, influenced, like Yoshi or something like that. Um, the Yoshi was really just a uh, like kind of like if Yoshi was a mom kind of thing. Okay. So yeah. I was trying to be very mommy like with that. Yeah, it was really but cool. You had the tail, time. and then you had the big egg or whatever. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. The only problem about that costume is the reason why I won't wear it. The only way you'll be able to tell if I'm a Yoshi is if I turn to the side, because then you'll see the shell, the tail, and like the the head scales on the back of my head. Because like other than that, it just looks like a green little maid. So. Oh okay, <laughs> but it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see because like you know Mario, the Mario games are like one of the first experiences people have with video games, and it's cool to kind of see. You know now we have the the new system coming out in March, uh, the Nintendo Switch, and so it's like it's it's curi- I'm curious to see kind of where that franchise goes. You know, oh, the, yeah, yeah. with the Mario Odyssey game coming out um, in November, uh, around November, uh, and it's just cool to see because video games. You know, you mentioned Mass Effect, like. There's, I feel like there's video games out there for everybody because, like, you oh, know, yeah. there's, you know, video games aren't just, you know, people fighting or, you know, or shooting or anything. There's a lot of really cool puzzle platformers and people that you can use your brain and, like, and stuff like that. Like, my wife loves uh, The Witness, which is this awesome, like, puzzle-solving, like, third-person, like, walking. You walk around, and but you solve puzzles to get to the next yeah, area. There's no, like, shooting or violence or no. action, really. Yeah, it's just all, like, solving puzzles, and it gets really difficult, uh, but it's really challenging as well. So it's... I feel like there's a game for everybody out there. For sure. Yeah. Hello again. <laughs> so, I really like horror games. So I've been playing, um, what is it? Resident Evil Biohazard number seven, I think? Yeah. My friend has it, and... I did a Twitch stream, and the whole time I'm just, like, screaming my head off, and <laughs> it's ridiculous because I look at it, and I'm like, I can't believe that's how I reacted to this game. Um, when you're fighting the the mother, she has, like, a weird bug thing, so, like, I'm deadly scared of spiders. There's, I will leave the car. Like, I will park the car and leave your ass in the car with the spider. There's no way in hell I'm going to be in the same room as a spider. So... You somehow you defeat her for some or knock her into a well or something like that, and she digs a tunnel. But when you go back down to get her lantern, as like where she just died or supposedly died, there's a tunnel, and she transforms to like being crawl crawling with elongated limbs. And the whole time I'm just screaming to myself, nope, 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 no, 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 I don't want to do this. No, this is ridiculous. Why does this game make me do this? No, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, that's what's so cool about, like, the survival horror games. Uh, no worries. I was saying there's a big series out there called Five Nights at Freddy's. Have you ever played those games? 
Yes. Those freak me out. The first time I ever played it, I was like, there's actually people can go on our Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv forward slash happy hour podcast. You could see me jump and scream like a little baby because one of the oh, well, one of the things jumps baby up. It's a nice word. Yeah, for that. I was like, yeah. I, I literally. OK, so what happened was I was I was playing on the PC and I had my mouse in my hand and I jumped so hard. You can see my cat do a backflip in the background. She jumps because I hit her by accident. She, the one you just saw there, she flips and goes backwards. And I, I and I knock my drink over. I mean, I, I was, I was a hot mess. So, but uh, I, li- I like those games because I like being, I like, I actually like being scared. I like that feeling of being like, all right, this is like affecting me in a way I didn't think I would be affected. And you never know when you know every game affects you differently and whatnot. But like those Five Nights at Freddy's games, always there's that sense of like dread, and you're just like, when is it gonna happen? Because it's all about death jump scares, you know. And you're like, when is yeah. it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? And then you're like, oh, and you, you pull the camera away, and then you pull the camera back up, and then away, and then the, and it's right in your face. You're just like, ah, because you know you didn't <laughs> hear it. it. Ooh, I can't play that game all night long. I have to like play something else before I go to bed. <laughs> it keeps me oh, awake. Man. I like the I uh, I like lore of stuff, so it's like even with that, I mean, it, there's plot holes to it, but it's still pretty pretty interesting to try and fill in the gaps at least with um with all the Five Nights at Freddy's, especially like um the sister location. That one I'm having a hard time trying to wrap my head around it because it's just a little empty in certain places for some of the storyline. Well, it's and like yeah, it's strange because they they give you these little for those that haven't played it, they give you these little nuggets of information. Like these little mini games, like eight bit little yeah. mini games, and you're like, "What is this?" You know. Yeah, it's kind of like, "What? What? Wait, what? Who? What? Yeah. What does this belong to?" Yeah. So there's like a story within a story there that if you really try hard enough, you can like piece it together. And I think that's kind of fascinating that the creator just didn't just like give you the whole story. You kind of have to like interpret it in your own way. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I mean, even if it doesn't all connect up, the fact that there. It makes you want to know more. It's like, oh, I want more of the game. Like, why hasn't the, game, the new game come out? Just so to figure out what's the next, uh, the next little piece of the story. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. I remember when we were younger, Deuce. Like, it was uh, Silent Hill was like the the big game that really oh, yeah, it was super crazy. Oh, scary. Yeah. That yeah. game was like, you know, it it was freaky. Uh, and I remember the first time playing Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Two. Like that game was that Where's game even was, one was scary as hell too. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Uh, but just like, cause the thing is with these horror games, I think what makes them so popular is you're put in a, a situation where you're not really in control. You don't really know what's gonna happen, and I feel like that the the feeling of un, not being able to be in control, in dread. Yeah, in dread, it's kind of addicting in a way because you're like. Most of the time, it's like an adrenaline rush. Like an adrenaline rush exactly. So you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I I can't. I, I don't know. I, I can't do anything. I have to stay here in this situation and figure this out. And then, you know, more creatures or more dogs or whatever are coming after you. And just like, so that's, you know, it's very thrilling. Uh, and I think that's something that you don't really, it's hard to capture with a horror movie because a horror movie is only two hours, usually two hours long. Yeah. But with a video game, you could spend hours upon hours upon hours playing this one game. And, you know, it really has a, a nice breadth to it, you know, like a huge world that you can explore, uh, and you get a little bit more of the story that way too, which is, you know, always fascinating. Yeah, uh, I like the fact with Resident Evil, um, my, my friend Alejandro was playing it as well, and it changes up how the the family that goes after you, like, it changes how they attack you and stuff. So it's never the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got him chasing me down the hallway while my friend Alejandro had him bust out through a wall and grab him. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's amazing. So it's a different experience for each player that, you know, goes through the game. And another, another game that I haven't played yet that I heard this similar things is until dawn where it's like you, you, they literally have like 20 different endings and it's like a survival thing, but it's like a, like a, a satire on it. Like you have this, like, you're at a party with all these friends and then all of a sudden one of them gets, get, keeps getting picked off by some, some creature or something. And you're trying to figure out what happens. And every time you play the game, apparently it's totally different. Like it's, it's like a procedurally generated. So like, you don't know what's going to happen. And there's like 25 different endings or whatever. And those games are very interesting to me because I'm like, Oh man, th- anything could happen. You know, it, I, I feel like it'd be a great party game, you know, play in front of a bunch of people and just see what happens. Cause they're, cre- oh they're creating a, uh, f- uh, a, uh, 
creating a narrative and a story, but it changes. Right. Like, all the pieces are interchangeable. Yeah. So it's never the same game twice. Yeah. And uh, I think that that, especially, I think, in an age now where we're, we're ingesting media in different ways, mm-hmm. it's a nice way to tell a story, especially a horror story, because we're so used to yeah. the movies and everything, and we can, you know, you watch a horror movie, and half the time now, it's like you can already kind of pick Predict the ending. Yeah. But it, now, because it switches the game up, and you're in control of what happens, I think it changes everything immensely. Yeah, yeah it's 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 pretty awesome. Uh, but you know what else is awesome, Deuce? It's going to be Inked and Geeked 2017, yep. uh, March 16th to the 19th at the Bradenton Area Convention Center. We're super stoked. We're going to have lots of amazing, talented people like Harley's Love Shack. You're going to be there. Um, uh, Maria Saber, <laughs> Gothic Sushi, uh, Murdered All Ivy. I mean, the, the list goes on. There's a lot of really great people that are going to be yep, there, yep. Uh, and we're excited. Is there uh, anything else that you want to tell the listening audience at home? Uh, I have an obsession with butts. Okay. Booty. booty. Yes. Booty. The booty. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, uh, I take the infamous booty selfies. I'll bend down with a friend and like just click, take a photo of their butt, and then just post it on later. There you go. So she likes the butts. Like, oh. The booty. The booty. The booty. Uh, and so how do people find you on the internet? Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Twitch. Kind of, kind of Twitch. I'm starting that one up slowly. Awesome. So they can see you get freaked out when you play your uh, uh, Resident Evil games. Yes. Like, oh my god, I'm like trying to get my friend to come back over so I can use this game again, so I can play. There you go. So go, everyone, go check out Harley's Love Shack. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh, uh, to join us on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. No problem. Awesome. It was a pleasure being on. Awesome. Thank you so much. And how do people find us on the internet, Deuce? You can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine and HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. Also, you can go and check us out at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And also, you can find all of our, our past episodes over almost 240, almost 250 strong, soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And of course, <laughs> And, of course, when you're talking about the Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy, happy Hour podcast. podcast Show. Happy, hashtag HH Podcast, podcast show. show. And hashtag Deuce Deuces is on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. See ya.